Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own, can I say longest running radio show on WATD? I'm not sure. 1990? I'll have to check that out, Tim. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I don't know. Okay. That, all that means that's is a good uh, Ed or Larry question, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. All, that, all that means is I'm old, but hopefully wiser for the, for the experience. Uh, <laughs> much more. Say it. They probably much know, wiser. Yeah, I'm going to check on that. Yes. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, we, we're talking a retirement checklist. Uh, my son Justin and business partner is keeping me company from our offices in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, this morning. And uh, thanks for keeping the old guy company, Justin. It goes faster when you have two people here. By the way. No uh, problem. A couple quick announcements. So, folks, if you have a call or a question on this subject, okay, uh, our telephone number here is 781-837-4900, and our text number is 781-775-0116. Uh, at some point in the next week or two, I'm going to get this whole checklist posted to our website. So if you happen to want to look at it and print out an analog version, my favorite kind of version, uh, you'll be able to do that. Uh, we are on step number six of 46 steps. I don't think we're going to finish today, Just, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but before I get I there, smell a twofer. There you go. Uh, this might be a threefer. Okay. Uh, before we get there, though, a couple quick, quick other announcements. So next week, okay, uh, uh, Alyssa and Kirk... The title of the show is, What is a Fiduciary? There's a lot of that fiduciary stuff going on in the investment world right now, and uh, 
The uh, idea is to explain and deconfuse and maybe get into some of the sordid backstory details of fiduciary and what it means in the investment world these days. Fiduciary equals good. Fiduciary, unfortunately, also equals confusing in the world, and we're going to try to deconfuse and talk about the good guys. That's how we how we work it here. Are they going to talk about regulation <clears throat> BI? You is know, that, is that I, what I I would hope so. Okay, <laughs> just more old Wall Street stuff. What can you do? Uh, anyway, let's see here. Oh yeah, one other quick question, uh, folks. Uh, wanted to give a shout out to our friends at the Marshfield Food Pantry. Good people doing good work for a long time. Uh, the summer is a slow period for them raising funds and food. And so if you have some money, okay, or some food, uh, you can uh, mail uh, the money to the mar- the check is payable to Marshfield Food Pantry, Post Office Box 1097 in Marshfield, Massachusetts. And if you've got some food, you can drop it off at their new facility at the uh, Library Plaza in downtown Marshfield. Good good folks doing good work for a whole lot of people in Marshfield and some that aren't, as I understand it. So uh, please give them a thought there in your mind. Okay. Serious retirement checklist, serious topics, serious things to think about, uh, serious discussions to have with your spouse, by the way, and perhaps kids. Uh, A whole lot of prep goes into getting ready to plan and have a successful retirement, and we're walking you through the list, folks, and hopefully explaining it in English as we go along. Okay, so by the way, very quickly, number one, talk with your spouse. Number two, visualize what a day in retirement and a week or month looks like. Number three, what is it that you're going to be doing in retirement? Number four, what is your real estate situation? And number five, where will you be living? Okay, we are now on number six. And this is going to sound like almost so simple it's dumb, but I'm going to attempt it anyway. Okay, when it comes to retirement, you and your spouse, if you have one, pick an exact date. Okay, June 17th, 2023. That's it. It's my birthday and I'm checking out. I'm 66 or whatever, however old you are. Pick an exact date. Do not just say 2021 or June of 2022 or whatever. Not going to work. Okay, okay. When you are planning for something, you need to have specifics so that you, because a whole bunch of other assumptions that you're going to build into your plan kind of relate to when it's all going to begin. So if you do have a specific date, number one, you have a goal in mind, something to work forward to. Deadlines are good, okay, as far as I'm concerned. And number two, if you do have a specific date, well, then you probably can make a decision about when you might want to take Social Security or not or other things that kind of relate to all that. You know, when do I sell the house? If this is the date, this, that, and the other thing, okay? Uh, if, if you, hopefully, you can, okay, pick a date to retire. By the way, spouses don't always retire on the same day. In fact, uh, I don't know. Do they ever? Uh, you, you know, I'm just trying to think about that right now. <laughs> I can't uh, remember any. Uh, you know, I... I now that I think about it, and we work with seven or eight hundred folks uh, in our business, okay, I, I, you know, I think it's pretty rare 
that they actually check out at the same time. Or it's certainly, a, it's, you know, I, let me see, 20%, 15%? I mean, what would you guess, Jess? I can't remember. All well, same day is probably it's just even the same hard approximate to, yeah. time. You know, even same. the same month is probably. I, I can't rem, I can't recall it ever happening. Generally yeah, speaking, okay. there's a you know one spouse maybe slows down or you know one spouse is is older and so they'll go a couple of years ahead of the of the other. Something like yeah. I mean I gosh, yeah okay. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you it's happened, but but it's very rare. Yeah. So so the the flip side of that is. People would tire in different times. By the way, the, the reasons for that are too numerous to mention, but, well, let's see. I'll be on Medicare if I get to this date, or uh, I'll be able to take Social Security if I get to that date, or, uh, you know, uh, I can keep my insurance until this date. I mean, th- so there's th- different things that go into it, but you need an exact date. It's probably not going to be the same date, okay? And you just need to kind of plan for that going forward, okay? You know, we have folks... The, uh, sometime in 2021, you know, tw- sometime in 2018, the change to sometime in 2019, the change to sometime in 2020, sort of a thing. So, yeah. you know, just do the exact one, folks, uh, and because a whole lot of pieces kind of have to fall in to, to that choice, and you want to get it right. Okay, so that's... Well, I would say, I mean, I, of course, uh, set, I, think, I think the point is set a date for planning purposes yeah. and then certainly that's why that's why planning is a process not just you know not just one document that you do one time right i mean we yep. will often have discussions with clients where they do have you know we we ask them for a date and we pick a time and then it's two years ahead of it and they say oh you know what my company asked me to stay on and they're going to pay me x uh, if i work an extra you know if i, I can cut they'll be pay me the same but they're going to let me work three days a week and so now we're going to do it you know two years later something like that i mean that stuff is always going to be it'll always be a fluid situation generally um, but you do want to pick a date for planning purposes just so you can have a target to shoot at because you just need to, you know, in order to make projections, you need inputs. <laughs> and I think that's there, there, there maybe a bias of ours coming out. <laughs> hey, if you're going to retire, you know, if, if you need a plan, we're going to need to yeah. put some specifics down. Yeah, garbage on in, garbage out or right. something like that, right? Yeah. 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 By the way, I, 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 I this, this forever pops into my mind when this subject comes up. So we have a, an engineer type client who's a good guy, married, uh, known him for a long, long time. And, and uh, he initially wanted to retire in like 2015 uh, and every year his company said please don't go please don't go we'll give you some more money you can take some more time off whatever okay and this went on for like five or six years uh, and 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 he, he ultimately retired but it, <laughs> it took a long time and and I and I asked him one time you know why what's going on there he said hey I come there they're doing this he said because I'm old and I know stuff, okay? And I will <laughs> never, ever forget that line. I'm old and I know stuff. And I can think of an educator client of ours who we both know who kept kept getting appointments uh, as a superintendent of schools or a principal uh, and after he thought he retired for a number of years sort of a thing. So, you know, pick a date and plan on it. You know, if you change it, there might be a good reason to change it, but if you change it, you could make a mistake too, so we'll go from there. All right, so um, so here here's the biggie. This is going to take the rest of the show, and probably I'm going to have to extend the show till noontime to get this squared away here, Tim. Sorry about that. Who's ever next? They got to wait. Sorry. Okay. Uh, anyway, th- this is. I don't think Peter Smith's going to okay. like that. All right. All right. Well, then maybe I'll try to finish up by ten here. Okay. P- please, so please do so. I, okay. Thank if, you. if you insist. Okay. <laughs> so, folks, this is the biggie. Okay, uh, and the question is. What are your living expenses now? Okay. 
Okay, uh, living expenses. Okay, there are variables that go into a retirement plan, and all of those variables are important. But some of those variables are a lot more important than others, and getting your expenses right is either number one or number two, okay, in in the planning equation for just about everybody I think I've ever met, but maybe a few small exceptions, okay? Folks, okay, this is the biggest place that you can mess up and make a mistake. It's going to take the most work to do this. The, the, the end result is that you need to have a detailed breakdown of all of your expenses. Okay, now we'll get to the retirement stuff later. Okay, now, okay, and it has to be accurate and it has to be complete. Okay, and it, it that is going to involve hours of work and pain for most people who go through that exercise. Okay, if you're talking about garbage in and garbage out, okay, you can mess up big time in terms of what you think your expenses are now and what they really are, okay? So if if you've been tracking your expenses on a spreadsheet and or some financial software, that's probably 5% of the people we meet, maybe 10 or 20 of the people you meet, Jess, I'm not sure, but, but if you're already doing that, congratulations, but there ain't a lot of you out there. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just kind of the way it is, okay? And for just about everybody else, you don't pay much attention as long as the money that comes into the checkbook works and you didn't have to run up your charge card or, you know, re- reach into your savings for something. You know, you, you don't think about it, okay? And that, that's just how it is, folks, okay? Uh, you need to do some serious thinking. You need to break out uh, those expenses, you need to take your time. You need to go through your checkbook. You need to go through, okay, uh, y- your charge cards. You need to take a look at, oh, I go down to the bank and I get a couple hundred bucks in cash every week. Well, that counts too, folks. Okay, so there's there's lots of places uh, that you spend money. You need to sit down, catalog them, organize them as best you can. Okay. Forget about income taxes. That that's we're talking about your living expenses on an after tax basis. This is an absolutely critical equation. Okay. Uh, we meet and plan for retirement with hundreds of folks and the deal is maybe five percent of them got it right the first time. And the most of them missed on their expenses by at least 5% and sometimes 10% or more, okay, don't want to make a mistake when you're calculating your expenses in retirement. All right, I'm going to take a breath, Jess. Your turn. <laughs> I get yeah, emotional I think, about this, by the way. So, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, the good, the good news is with, I mean, this is getting easier, right? I mean, I think if we, I think if we went back five or 10 years, this would have been even an even uh you know, we'd have clients who had even more trouble with it. I guess that's the best way to put it. Not that not that clients still don't, because you know, for a lot of our clients, budgeting isn't something that they need to do, quote unquote. Uh, and the ones, you know, so most of the ones who are doing it are just doing it because that's yeah. basically their personality. Yeah, if you don't need to do yeah. it, that's because you're working and you're making more money than you spend, right. or at least as much as you're spending, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, technology is certainly helping with this. I, th- I find it to be an easier conversation. I mean, now, you know, everyone is using credit cards because there's, you know, there's miles and there's points and there's a lot of free money in the credit card game. So it, it seems like more and more folks are just 
well, it's, you know, what I really need to do is I need to download my credit card statement and that's, <laughs> that's 90% of my spending. Yeah. And then I just need to go out and, you know, look at, look at see where I'm spending cash when I do, you know, and then collect up all the monthly bills and, uh, which is not, I mean, again, that's not an easy process by any stretch, but it's, it certainly beats the, oh, I pay cash for everything. So what I'm going to have to do is carry around a, uh, a little piece of paper and every time I spend something, write it down on a little ledger. That's, that's a, I mean, We've certainly had clients do that for a long time, but it's uh, it's it's not ideal with regards to the time it takes to to uh, to get through the process. So, I mean, that's all I have to say on that. Yes, yeah. it's important, and luckily, it's it's getting easier as long as you as long as you're okay with the whole online uh, online banking and financial system. They they're tracking everything anyway, so yeah. all I got to do is get it from yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so folks, um, after you've done that, that I'm gonna mention a a relatively easy way to double check your expenses okay and (laughs) and the result of this is usually a big surprise for most people who do it okay so i'm I'm gonna make up a number okay you are absolutely positively certain that you have cataloged and listed all of your expenses and your after-tax expenses come to sixty thousand dollars a year i'm making up a number Okay. All right, folks, here is a way. Don't do this before you do your expenses because it'll it, it won't be a surprise. Okay, but uh, after you do your expenses and after you've wrung your brain and gone through all that frustration or whatever, okay, and you got your number, hey, I, I'm spending 60 grand a year. By the way, you, you don't know you can't project expenses in retirement unless you know what they are today. That's why we're going through this pain, folks. Uh, but anyway, okay, so you got your number. I'm ready to go. No, here's a double check. It is conceptually easy, okay, uh, and it goes like this. Uh, go to your last year's tax return, in this case, probably for most folks, 2018, okay, uh, and, and grab the following numbers. You want to just grab on your federal tax return the the your gross income it's on the first page someplace there and then on your federal tax return you want to go to the second page and grab your total tax not your total tax okay that you paid or got refund your total tax bill okay so two numbers so far gross income from everybody total tax bill go to your massachusetts tax return for last year and grab the total massachusetts tax bill Okay, And then for purposes of this example, I'm assuming two spouses are on W-2 income, like most of America. Go to your W-2 forms in 2018 and, and add, find out what you paid in Social Security taxes total and what you paid in Medicare taxes total. Okay, And then two more numbers. Okay, If we have two working spouses, each of you contributed out of your paycheck certain amount of dollars into the retirement plan at work. So for 2018, each of you figure out how many of your dollars, not the match, folks, that doesn't count, how many of your dollars you put into, okay, your retirement plan at work. Those are gross dollars, okay? So now, folks, you are ready to do some math, and it's called subtraction, okay? Very simple. When you've got all those numbers, you start at the top, and you put gross income, boom, okay? And then from your gross income, you got a whole bunch of subtractions. You take away the federal tax you paid, 
You take away the Massachusetts tax you paid. You take away the Social Security taxes you paid. You take away the Medicare taxes you paid. You take away how much you and your spouse put into retirement plans at work. And after you do that, you have what's left. And what's left is what you spent in 2018. Okay? Period. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll qualify that a little bit more in a minute. Okay? Um, at the same, so that number, there's an excellent chance it doesn't agree with your $60,000 a year. It's probably significantly higher, and it may scare the hell out of you when you see the actual number. And then it's going to start you to thinking, well, wait a minute, wait a minute now. You know, okay, you know, I, th- there's $90,000 left in my expenses I thought were $60,000. Oh, I had a $15,000 bathroom remodeled. I can take out of that. Okay, good. So you're going you're gonna to go back at that, look at that number and say, what are some one-time things I did that I'll never do again? And by the way, maybe you can knock that down a bit. Maybe you can square it away with what your 60000 is. You probably can't. Okay, and if it doesn't agree, you got your expenses wrong. You got some more work to do to kind of decipher and analyze and figure out some things. By the way, one other thing you have to add to the equation. Okay, let's pretend that you've absolutely reconciled the two figures. You think you spent sixty, and after you got through reconciling the ninety thousand that was left, and it agrees exactly perfectly. Okay, that's good. Okay, the, the you look at two more things. Okay, in twenty eighteen, you look at your savings at the beginning of the year. You look at your savings at the end of the year. If they're the same, that's good. If they or uh, credit card statement oh, um, balance, get, uh, debt I'm, balances as well. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting to that. Don't oh, sorry, rush, sorry, don't rush check, me here. I'm doing check. this slowly and methodically here. Okay, <laughs> you are and doing you, it slowly. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're going to do the same thing with your credit cards, folks, and you're going <laughs> to do the same thing with your home equity line of credit. Okay, if your savings exactly stayed the same last year, if your credit card balance, which is hopefully zero, exactly stayed the same last year, and if your home equity line of credit exactly stayed the same last year. Congratulations, I buy the fact that your first 60 and your second 60 agree, okay? If any of those got worse, what do you mean? If if your savings shrunk by 10,000, add 10,000 to your expenses. <laughs> if your credit cards grew by 10,000, add 10,000 to your expenses, okay? Or if your home equity line of credit grew by 10,000, add 10,000 to your expenses. You have to look at those three sources Okay, if they were stable, then your expenses are your expenses. If they weren't stable, you're probably on the low side. Folks, if you do this, it'll scare the ever-loving hell out of you more than likely, but it's an absolute ironclad double check against your expenses. And if you can reconcile all that stuff and if everything comes out the way it's supposed to be, great. And if you can't reconcile it, well, guess what? Your expenses ain't 60, they're 70. And nine times out of 10, They'll go higher. That's been our experience. Okay, Jess, your turn. <laughs> I would just say, you know, on the that was obviously um, very detailed, so I don't have a lot to add. But I, you know, on you, you mentioned in there, you mentioned sort of one-time expenses, right? So, you know, you I calculated all my expenses, and people, you know, will will say uh, we sort of get an oh, but this year I had to do this, right? This year I had to buy a car. This year I had to. Um, you know, redid the roof this year. I had to, you know, we redid a bathroom. I, I, you know, we we sort of get into the conversation fairly often about those one-time expenses, and I just want you know people to to 
to try to not to ignore them, right? I mean, we'll sort of say, oh, yeah, I did this this year, but that's not going to happen again ever. And I, I just want to point out that those things do happen regularly in retirement just as they do uh, in your working years, right? I mean, we, we have clients who will do their best to fix up their house kind of pre-retirement, right? Oh, yeah, I'm in my 60s. I'm getting ready to retire, so... Yeah. And I'm going to do the roof. I'm going to do the septic system. I'm going to redo the bathrooms. I'm going to redo the kitchen. Um, those things don't go away. They they hopefully are less frequent if you've you know sort of spent the time and energy preparing for retirement. Um, but I wouldn't. Please don't treat them as throwaways because stuff happens in retirement as well. And we just sort of get that. I, I want people to understand that one. Yeah. Th- thanks for that, Josh. A- after the break, which is coming up pretty quickly here, l- let's get into some of those one-time expenses. And we're also going to get into, well, okay, you got your expenses now, correct? How do we go from there to what this retirement thing is going to look like? Sounds good. We're back. This is 95.9 FM, WATD in Marshfield. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My business partner and son, Justin, is keeping me company this morning from our offices in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. And uh, the discussion topic is the retirement checklist, uh, a plain in English, understandable list of things you got to think about, analyze, and do if you want to retire happily and live ha- live happily ever after. Uh, by the way, I have 46 things to talk about. We're on, on number nine, but hey, who's in a hurry here? We can make this work <laughs> over a couple of shows. Uh, anyway, very quickly. Um, it's the summertime, right? Yeah, it's we summertime. Take, we take our time for everything. Very quickly, uh, if you're looking for an analog copy of this list, uh, we'll have it posted on our website in a week or two, and uh, you, know, uh, you, you might find that pretty interesting, okay? Uh, and then uh, next week's show with Alyssa and Kirk, or what is a fiduciary? Lots of stuff going on with regard to fiduciaries in the investment world these days, folks. And we thought we'd deconfuse you about what's what all that means. <clears throat> okay, so... So we spent uh, the last 10 or 15 minutes talking about you getting your act together and, and, and knowing exactly and completely and accurately uh, what, what your expenses are now before retirement. And the reason that we did that is that it's very difficult to predict what your expenses will be in retirement if you don't have a clue as to what they are right now. So, so now that you have a clue about what they are right now, in fact, a very good clue, well, you can sit down and take a look at them and start thinking. So let's see here. Well, okay, I'm not going to spend as much money traveling on automobiles in retirement because my commute is no longer. So, so there are some expenses currently that may either go away or may shrink as a result of you retiring. There are some expenses that may actually increase as a result of your retiring. And by the way, there may be some new expenses that enter your picture as a result of retiring. Okay, so you, you, have, to, you have to have that data to, to make all the math work, okay? Uh, while we're talking about expenses, and, and Justin brought up a good point there, okay, people make like lump sum expenses for things and they kind of forget about it, okay? And probably the most common one is, so, uh, okay, we're having a meeting, we're talking about your expenses, what about your, your car loan? Oh, I, I have, already have a car, it's paid for. 
Okay, well, let's see. You're 62 years old. You got a car that's paid for. What, what year's the car? Oh, it's a 2018. Um, it's great. I said, well, let's see. You're going to live another 30 years according to your uh, guess on when you're going to die. You're going to drive this car for the next 30 years? Uh, well, no. So, so, so folks, I, I got a newsflash for you. If, you. if you have your cars paid for, you're going to have a car expense or two or three or ten while you're retired. So, so there are some planned Expenses. Sometimes you buy a car in a lump sum, sometimes you don't. But there are some planned lump sum expenses. By the way, remodeling and home improvements are often in that category. But, you know, maybe maybe there's a vacation trip of a lifetime with the whole family or this or that or the other thing. So, so when Weddings? It, oh, what, what, thank you, my son. i got to write that down. <laughs> I completely forgot. Okay. Heaven forbid. Oh, these weddings, they, they cost money. So, so in your retirement, there are some biggies that will probably happen, and you need to make some plans. Well, my kids are 33 and 35, and they're not yet married. Well, maybe they'll never, but uh, did you want to set aside something just in case? I mean, the, the answer is sure. So, so look. Lump lump sum planned purchases, okay, uh, are good because you can think about them and plan for them. You know, there, there are some lump sum purchases that aren't planned in retirement. You know, when something like, well, I need a new roof or the house has to get painted. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, that shouldn't be a lump sum. You should be able to plan for that. You know, in your retirement plan, you need to set aside some money for home maintenance. You may want to set aside some money for home improvements. And if you set it aside and keep it separate, even if you don't use it, two or three years from now, presto, you got you got that covered when you got the new roof or this or that or the other thing. So be, be careful uh, about uh, medical expenses. Be careful about car purchases. Uh, be very careful about existing or future financial support for your children and or spoiling grandkids rotten and spending lots of money on them. You, folks, you have no idea okay, uh, how many folks we see who have kid and grandkid expenses that are not insignificant in their retirement plans and you should plan for them. It's easier to do if you have them because you've already spent some of that money and you just want to keep it up or spend more. If you don't yet have grandkids and you don't have kids in financial assistance or trouble, well, congratulations, but <clears throat> yeah, you might want to think about that because when the time comes, you're going to do it because it's family and you better, and it would be nice to have had at least a little uh, emergency fund or something to be ready for that sort of a thing. So so the the, the retirement budget is just a variation of what it is now, only better. Skinny down for expenses are going to go away. Hopefully increased for expenses are going to be fun. Uh, and, and again, th th those are those discussions that you have uh, with your spouse over a bottle of Chianti some weekend about this, that, and the other thing in terms of how all that's going to work. So, you know, uh, if, 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 if you have a solid handle on what you got now, you can make a really pretty good guess about what you're going to spend in retirement, and that's mighty important. Okay. I think, I think just um, you know on the so when it comes to one-time expenses, things like cars or you know remodeling or or weddings, it's it's important. Obviously, we know that if your you know son or daughter is 20 years old and and you're about to retire you know we we understand that you don't have you know probably any idea you know a whether they'll get married when they'll get married and um how much they might spend on a wedding right and what the what the split might be between you know uh between husband and uh, husband and wife you know all that stuff we understand it as an unknown but i think the important part is to get 
uh, is to get as good a guess as you can into the into you know whatever planning software that you're using, just so you can uh, not miss by too much, right? I mean, if you if you do a financial plan that doesn't include a wedding and then you end up spending $100,000 on a wedding, you know, sort of early in retirement, that, that can seriously impact your odds of success. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think we, we generally recommend just getting something in there and, and then also try to be conservative with your guesses, right? I mean, I, sort of across the board, whenever we're doing a plan, we're trying to make conservative guesses just to make sure that everything, you know, that, that we don't screw up and... and you know, uh, and forecast a, a bad result for someone because we know that things are going to, generally speaking, go wrong, right? You know, expenses come up and, you know, things end up being more expensive than maybe you thought they were. And so we want to be conservative with our guesses, but just make sure you don't forget anything major or at least plan for as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, and, and again, a, a long time ago at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that we're doing this for folks who would consider doing it themselves and explaining the process. Uh, honestly, that's very few people, my humble opinion, maybe because I have a bias about that, but, uh, you know, uh, cre- creating a comprehensive uh, written financial plan in retirement is the biggest uh, decision you're ever going to make in your life, and uh, you might want to get some help doing that. And, and if you've been listening to the show since 8 o'clock, you, you, you know that, given the, the material we've chatted about here. Okay, uh, a few more things on expenses, because it's the biggie, okay, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so um, you might want to break, uh, no, you do want to break your expenses up broadly into two categories. Uh, I will call one of them essential expenses, and I'll call the other one discretionary expenses, okay? And let me attempt to define. Okay, uh, so let's see. A, a discretionary ex, no, a, a necessary or an essential dis- expense might be, well, I got to pay the heat bill and the electricity bill. Yep, that's that's like essential. Uh, groceries to feed you, yeah, that, that's like an essential kind of a thing. Okay, uh, how many vacations you have or how much you spend on golf or fishing, okay, that's a discretionary expense. Uh, you know, it's, it's something you choose to do at uh, wants versus needs. Maybe I'll retitle that. You know, there are certain needs that you have in retirement that you got to get squared away, and then there are certain wants, and maybe that's a good way to, to to describe it as well. But anyway, okay. So so there and 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 again, we're back to that bodily Chianti talking to the spouse. Uh, we've had clients. Uh, you know, I might suggest that dining out is a discretionary expense. Well, there, there may, you may disagree with that. Uh, we've had clients who spend a significant amount of money dining out, and they call that an essential expense. So, so however you define them, you take all the expenses that you've identified and kind of break them up into a couple of different categories. Essential, okay, and maybe dining out to the tune of 200 bucks a month is an essential expense for you. That's okay, all right? But break them out. And the reason we ask you to do that is that if you're crunching all these numbers and your retirement plan success rate doesn't look so good, well, there are several things that you can do to make that work. We'll get into that, <laughs> not in this show, okay? Uh, but one of them is to reduce your expenses. By the way, you could work longer, okay? You could not retire. I mean, you could do a bunch of things. Uh, but, but you know, one of the easiest but maybe most painful way 
to make a retirement more probable is to lower your expenses. Well, if you've got discretionary expenses, you've got a place you can look and say, well, maybe we'll trim this a little bit and trim that a little bit. And presto, all of a sudden you're feeling good about your chances of retiring. So break them out into those two categories, but have some good definitions uh, amongst yourselves about what that all looks like. Okay, Josh, comments? Or? Yeah, I think it's, you know, that that's doing, if you, if you run a plan, you know, if we're running a plan with clients that, you know, if we have one set of expenses, oh, here's what I'm spending now. Um, you know, not every, not every planning meeting is a happy meeting. Obviously we would prefer when they are, but, um, you know, if you give us a set of expenses, it's just, I mean, it's just purely math, right? We are make, we're going to make some projections and maybe it doesn't all work out. I mean, if you have multiple sets of expenses where it's discretionary, uh, and non-discretionary, at least that maybe gives you another, you know, another chance at, at potentially having a happier meeting. And, you know, I think uh, I, we see a little bit of clients who are maybe behind from a retirement saving point of view. You can, it can get you down and, and you can feel depressed if things don't look good. You know, oh my God, I'm going to have to work until I'm 75 in order to make this work. Well, if you, if you go through that exercise and you kind of shave down your expenses into, all right, well, maybe I don't need to spend, uh, you know, $20,000 a year in travel and retirement. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that has to be 10 or five or whatever it is. Um, at least you have the potential to, to get a, you know, a better outcome where it's not all doom and gloom and, and you don't get down and you don't, you know, you know, potentially, you know, get into some bad behavior issues that come with you just saying, oh, I'm never going to retire. What's, you know, what's it matter? Well, yeah, and that you brings know. up a point. All, all we do is do the math. People get to right. make decisions. I, you know, if if you can't retire on a $15,000 vacation budget, but you can retire on a $7,000 vacation budget, well, then make your choice. No, I'm going to delay retirement because I want the 15 or, yep, I'm okay. I'm, I'm out the door sort of a thing. So, you know, we, we just do the math, but people have to kind of weigh these priorities in their life and kind of go from there. Simple as that. Um, okay. But by the way, one other thing, well, two other things on expenses, I guess. No, me. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Okay. Uh, so, okay. When, when we craft a plan for folks, we do not assume that your expenses in retirement say exactly the same dollar total for the rest of your life. Uh, there's this thing called inflation uh, that, uh, that is around, and the bottom line is it's pretty likely that for a while in retirement, or maybe forever, okay, your expenses are going to increase because that's what they've done all your life. Let's see. Last I checked, gas, gasoline was about $2.90 a gallon. And when, when I was tanking up in high school, it was 25 cents a gallon. So people look ahead and say, I can't imagine this is going to be this price. But if you look back, it's a lot easier to think about looking ahead. So folks, you will need to inflate okay, your expenses over a period of time in retirement. I'm qualifying that because of the next thing we're going to talk about. Uh, but if you don't do that, Okay, the things could catch up with you, and all of a sudden you could be wondering why things aren't going well. Uh, and on that subject, some of your expenses will inflate more than others. And I'll leave Justin for your thoughts on that, Jess. Yeah, I mean, this is this is. <laughs> I wish we had a great answer on this one. I mean, yeah, we, we don't. don't. Okay. Uh, you know, anytime <laughs> we're asked to tell the future, we we. Uh, <laughs> We get a little bit uncertain, but so what we do is, you know, we are inflating expenses and we, you know, we generally, again, 
we try to be conservative, right? We try to use a, a you know sort of a historic inflation number and maybe crank it up a little bit. And you know, we, we generally speaking, we'll use just a three percent inflation on standard items like like say the CPI. Uh, but then you know, when you get into other expenses, you you know you certainly can if you'd like, and you know, we recommend generally you do. Uh, things like healthcare, which historically has been uh, at a higher inflation rate than you know than the CPI. Uh, you know, same thing when we're doing college planning. That's a popular one. I know we're talking about retirement now, but you know, college costs have uh, have historically risen faster than inflation. Uh, but again, we're we're you're talking about making your best guess, and our recommendation is do your best, but also be conservative because we don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, for all we know, the next, you know, we could have 6% inflation for the next 30 years. And, you know, hopefully if you have investments, um, you know, they, they will help to offset some of that bite, but you know, there's no guarantee in that either. So um, just be conservative and, uh, and make your best guess with the best info that you have. Yeah. Thanks for that. And that does bring up another point there. You know, you can be so conservative, you can be too conservative, and your plan doesn't work because you made all these very conservative assumptions and you have to have $7 million in your retirement plan to make it work, okay? Uh, so that being conservative, everybody wants to be conservative, but you also got to either be realistic or try to make your best guess and live with it because one man's definition of conservative is not another man's, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess, yeah, that's right. I, you're right. We should we should define what we mean by that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're generally going on, you know, for inflation, we would probably just go on the higher cent, uh, yeah. on the higher end of what we think is a historical average, right? I mean, I think historically, inflation is a little bit under three percent, and certainly recently, you know, in the last say thirty years or so, it's it's under that three percent mark. Yeah. And so we think a three percent inflation rate is sort of on the conservative side, and with with investments, we'll just err on the err on the lower side. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you know, Mister, maybe if you're in a balanced portfolio. Um, then maybe historically, if you look way, way back, you know, that might give you a, let's say an 8% return, a seven or 8% return, but we're, you know, we're going to go in the, in probably the closer to the five range, uh, just because we're not sure what's going to happen going forward. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, we're yeah. air on the side of caution, yeah, I guess, but yeah. not be so, you're right. If, if you, if you're forecasting a, you know, a one, uh, you know, a 0% return and 3% inflation, then, you know, you got to save an awful lot of money in your nest egg to make that work. Right. Yep. Um, yep. and it's probably not realistic. Um, but you know, who knows? Yeah. The, Again, the, uh, we don't know. Knock yeah. on wood. <laughs> well, well, and by the way, you know, I, I was thinking about this as I was putting this together at our next uh, little uh, partners meeting, we ought to chat about our inflation assumptions. I'm, you know, uh, if, if you're 60 and retired, Inflation is a much bigger variable on the success of your plan than yeah. it is if you're 75 and retired, obviously. Right. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about looking backwards 30 years and looking forward for quite a while. You know, it, it looks like we're going to be in a low inflationary world for maybe a whole lot longer than we think sort of a thing. And I, I wonder if either we shouldn't lower our inflation guess a little or run it a couple of different iterations just to kind of show people how important that might be for them. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, we Go ahead. We can. I mean, we run scenario analysis all the time, yeah. and we'll say, "All right, here's your plan." Yeah. 
you know, what's your plan if you buy that vacation house, right? I mean, you can you can run that with inflation expectations. You can run that. We certainly do run that with yeah. return expectations yeah. as well. Oh, we, well, we think you're going to earn this, but what happens if you earn that? Yeah. Um, it's just another another variable to run, and you know, hopefully, it looks it looks great under all the scenarios. Yeah, run, and, and again, I think you know, I mean, I, I think we ought to maybe you know build that in as a, one of our regular variables. I mean, if we use yeah. the 60 year inflation and the 30 year inflation, there are a couple of different numbers. And by the way, you know, it, for for somebody's plan, using a three percent inflation might destroy it, and using a two and using a two and a half might make it look terrific, sort of a thing. Right. So we had to talk some more about that and how we approach that. Again, but it's a guess, folks. You know, we're certified financial guessers, but you got to try to make the be- best guess that you possibly can. Uh, and, and inflation, inflation is. It can be a big variable depending on the age that you retire, obviously. You know, we've got some folks who are retired at 65 with a spouse is 55 or 57. Inflation's a biggie, you know, in that kind of an issue sort yep. of a thing. So anyway, and then I think last on the expenses, okay. Wait, just, uh, go ahead. Oh, man, I, th- I, I had a thought just before you left that, but that's, All right, but, well, yeah, I'll, I forgot. Go on go uh, on to your expenses. Yeah, okay, okay. The the, the, the other thing is, okay, so when, when we're sitting down with our financial planner hats on in our meeting with all our software cranked up, okay, uh, and talking about expenses. So generally speaking, we'll, we'll get down to the end of a plan, okay, push the button, as I like to say, uh, do, do the, the Monte Carlo analysis, and up pops a, a percentage of success rate that's hopefully 100, but it's anywhere between whatever it is sort of a thing. Okay, um, w- when, the, when the success rate of a plan doesn't look so good, there are lots of things you can do to improve that. By the way, some things you can control <laughs> and, and some things you can't control, okay? But one of the things we look at every once in a while is, well, you know, this, it doesn't look so good with plan A, but for plan B, you'll notice that we inflated your expenses until you planned on dying, which was age 95. Well, there's a pretty good chance, okay, that, that when you're 85, you're not going to have as much of a travel budget, okay, as when you're 75 and, and ditto for whatever. So, so in reality, a, a lot of discretionary expenses that people have may actually start to level off or shrink, even including inflation and retirement. And so that's one of the things that we would do, okay? And by the way, we're a lot easier, you know, changing a variable you can control <laughs> than a variable you can't control in the equation. And so so for, in reality, folks, you, you know, maybe extrapolating your expenses to your 95 across the board might not work and you might want to just think about kind of breaking that out a little bit kind of given the circumstances okay yeah i, I think sort of this topic and last one we're this is also um this is also a reason why you know the retirement planning process doesn't end at retirement right i mean oh, things yeah. you know things like inflation expectations can certainly change right i mean you could you take forecasts for what they're worth but um, you know, if, if it looks like inflation is picking up and you retired two years ago, um, then, you know, that, that's, you, you, you can still run that retirement plan for the rest of your retirement. You can even run it for things like life expectancy, right? I mean, you can, yeah. You, yeah. You, can you can change a lot of the variables 
and that's why that's why we we try to keep keep on planning in retirement because you know if you retire at 62 things can change a lot between 62 and age 66 and you know you probably want to keep on top of that plan and make sure you're not falling too far behind because you know it's it just gets harder and harder to adjust the older you uh you know the older and further into retirement you get you know what i mean amen okay so given the time we have here here's my plan i'm just gonna do a quick summary of all the points we've chatted about and build up the hype for the next show that's a continuation of this okay all right so folks so if you just turned in four minutes ago we're doing a retirement checklist for virtually everybody and anybody uh and uh we're about maybe a third of the way through the checklist in the first show but let me kind of highlight very quickly you know the the biggies kate talk with your spouse and make sure that you're on the same page visualize what a day or a week or a month in retirement is going to look like. you got to think about that, okay? What is it exactly that you'll be doing in retirement? Hopefully, you've already had practice with lots of hobbies and fun and can make good guesses, okay? Uh, what is your real estate situation? Big dollars involved in real estate, you know, one house, two houses, vacation houses, staying put, moving, having an in-law move in, yada, yada, yada. You know, what is the real estate situation? Okay, where will you be living? Mm-hmm. Geography is important in this deal, folks. Uh, pick an exact date to retire because you've got to have a starting point someplace, okay? Uh, what are your living expenses now? pain and anguish and hours of work, folks, but got to do it because your living expenses are probably the biggest variable in the success of your retirement plan, okay? Uh, and then double check your expenses with the old tax return trick, okay? Um, and then once you have a base for your living expenses now, it's a lot easier to guess what they're going to be in retirement. And oh yeah, inflate your expenses and oh yeah, some of them may slow down. Just any last minutes, comments? we got about 30 seconds here. No, no, I think, uh, again, just it's all about planning, right? I mean, it's it's all about looking at things as far in advance as you can and making best guesses and keeping it and, and sort of keeping it as a process. Again, it's, it's, it's not an event. Planning is not an event. It's a process. And uh, just keep on top of it and be conservative. And I think that's mostly it. Yeah, probably be okay. okay. Actually, we have a little longer than I thought about that. But anyways, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, this Tim, we got to get this clock right. It's a I told you that clock's about a minute fast. Well, that's it. Don't tell me. Just fix it. I mean, you know, this is very confusing. That's not my department. For us older guys. Well, let me talk to the management <laughs> I, about I push that. the buttons okay. for you and slide the faders. This is important. Isn't that enough? This is important stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, any, anyway, folks, um, so... I'm pretty sure, let's see here, that I have a show on the 27th of this month, okay, which is however many weeks away it is from today, and I think I'm going to do a continuation of this on that show because uh, literally I don't think I got halfway through it. And this is important stuff, okay? So, uh, you know, you, you, you this show will be followed up by at least one more show because it's important. Uh, at some point in the next week or two, I'll get the analog version of this on our website, McNamaraFinancial.com, and I would encourage you to go there and print it out and take a look at it and, you know, get on with it. But the, the, the moral of the story is there's a lot of work to do and you need to get it right. And uh, the other moral of the story is that most folks out there listening to us need help, but uh, pardon me for being biased. Uh, there you go. Folks, you'll, be, you'll be solo on that show because... Uh, uh, 
The McNamara's and Reeds are going camping that weekend. Yeah, that's what, well, that's why I'm, just, be a- I'm just going to have to live with it, or maybe I can find somebody from the listening audience to keep me company. <laughs> Who knows? It didn't work the last time, but we'll try it this time, Jess. We're going right? to get Uncle Kirk in a tent. All right. Should, Sounds like, be- oh, oh, that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody out there, have a great uh, Fourth of July weekend. Jess, thanks for keeping me company. Have a good one. Okay? Have a good one. Right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.